Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with the Fantastic Two, and that is me and my boy, Mr. Front Row Kenny. What do you say, Kenny? Yo, what's happening? What's happening? I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you're doing well, Mr. Renee. Hope I you're doing am. good. I, I'm telling you, you know what? It, it, and I know we're about to get into our weekend real quick, but I'm going to tell you, this probably was one of the best weekends uh, that, that I've had, and despite all the craziness that I do. First of all, I want to give a shout out to not only your mother, my mother, but all the moms out there, and even the mothers to our listeners here at All Turns No Breaks. A happy belated Mother's Day, and I hope that y'all had a had a wonderful Mother's Day, and that's exactly where I was going with this. I got to see my mom. She flew into she flew into San Diego to visit my my nephew and 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 help them out because they they're about ready to have a have a kid in a couple of months. But I met her up in Temecula. Hey, congratulations! Yeah, man, and I met I met them up in Temecula at my cousin's house, and it was just so good to see my mom because she had flown flown in from Texas, you know. And it was just good to see her. I didn't get to see, well, you know, I didn't get to see her for actual Mother's Day because I had to drive all the way back to Bakersfield and she was headed back to San Diego. But it was good to see her a Saturday before Mother's Day. I gave her her Mother's Day gift and uh, it was just awesome, my brother. And it literally, that was my entire weekend, uh, just spending the entire Saturday with my moms. And it was absolutely fantastic. How was your Mother's Day weekend? Man, so <laughs> so funny story about my Mother's Day weekend. Uh, oh. First off, appreciate appreciate the shout out to my moms, and you know, shout yeah. out to your moms as well. You know, and again, anybody to the or well, any to any of our listeners, if I can talk, <laughs> you know, happy Mother's Day to your moms as well. But uh, yeah, so I was gonna go back to Maryland for Mother's Day weekend. Now I was gonna surprise my mom, and she wasn't gonna know. However, Wednesday, uh, shout out to um, my folks playing softball out here in, in Charlotte. Unfortunately, I sprained my ankle pretty bad last Wednesday. So yeah, or at least rolled it for that for that matter. So at least it felt like a, it felt like a sprain. It was pretty bad. But I haven't done that since I was in high school playing basketball for Ouch. a bit. And I was like, dang, that hurt. And you know, the crazy thing, Renee, was the previous play, mind you, I'm I'm playing shortstop, and so ball takes a weird bounce, and I'm like, I'm about to feel the ball, and then ball belts me in my thigh, so yeah, that kind of stung, but that wasn't even the worst pain. That that pain itself was not that bad, but the sprained ankle was a thousand times worse because Kenneth forgot to do one thing overnight the first day. Uh-oh. He forgot to put <laughs> ice on it, and when he woke up the next day, I was tighter, my foot felt tighter than Fort Knox. That's how bad it was, so... Yeah, it was it was not a pleasant thing for a moment, but you know, shout out to my mom obviously for being the one to help me and guide me to what I need to continue to do. I iced the living crap out of my ankle, put the I put my foot in like Epsom salt and all that good stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Nur- started nursing it back. Got a brace on my ankle for the time being, or at least I wear it when I go out and I walk places. But yeah, I can walk. It didn't get it didn't break so. That's all that makes a difference. It, it didn't break, but I will see my mom this Good. upcoming weekend. Shout out to my brother who has graduated from Winston-Salem State this upcoming weekend. So I'm super happy for him. Same thing with my other little brother, Mike, as well. He's going to be graduating, so I'm really excited for that. I get to see a lot of my family members, of course. And, yeah, shout out to all the grads because it is that time of the year again. 
Well, you know what? It's 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 a funny thing that you even mentioned that as well, sir, because I have even better news than just and and I'm just gonna say it. You know, go back, but I have even better news than just seeing my mom's, my brother, as a father, as a parent. It was absolutely, I mean, one of the best things that I was able to do uh, as a parent and as a father to watch my son graduate from college online. I, I didn't get to get to the ceremony because it was back in Texas and, and, and of course I couldn't make it, but I got to see the whole ceremony online. They had it on YouTube and my son finally graduated from the same radiology program that I had gone to in Texas. And Kenny, I just want to give a shout out to my son, Javier Garcia. He, I want to welcome him specifically to the radiology technologist community. And I want to welcome him to the healthcare team. He is officially, well, he officially has passed, you know, his courses. Now all he has to do is just take the boards and the, or the state boards and, and the, um, and the national boards, and then he will officially get his license. But I want to congratulate my son and to all of his classmates for 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 graduating this past weekend. Yes, sir. Big ups. Congratu- yeah, congratulations man. to your it, son. It That's huge. It was fantastic, Kenny. You know what I mean? I, I was just I was just so I was just so happy and and oh, and then I I had a show I had a show on Saturday night, which was kind of funny because then I that's I talked that's all I talked about was my son and talked about you know my mom. <laughs> And dude, the next thing I know, 45 minutes had gone by, and I was like, oh, I guess I got to go. <laughs> Man. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Ain't that something. Yeah, but in any case, how about a uh, a crazy Mother's Day weekend at Darlington, my brother? What Man, we, we, Man. we got some things to talk about. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, it was a jam-packed weekend in general for racing here in the States, Um Everyone was active except for IMSA and IndyCar, but NASCAR and Formula One, effectively two of the biggest ones in uh, the world, effectively, right? So (laughs) those two were actually head-to-head all weekend long, and the race ran at the same exact time. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I got to say, Darlington, my, oh, my, oh, my. Hopefully we don't get sue for that y'all know exactly where i was going with that song but either way shout out johnny gill but yeah so the race itself i was in love with it like i i swear to you that race was so much fun i was really anticipating darlington a ton when it came to this next gen car drivers had wrecked a few of these cars when they were testing but also they've done quite a few tire tests there and i think honestly it put on a hell of a show like a very up and down race in terms of who was up front, who wasn't up front, who was doing really good, who wasn't. It, I mean, it was fun. I, I love Darlington already. I've been so happy that it's been back on the schedule for you know quite some time, especially mm-hmm. having two dates now. I like the spring race a lot because it's a little bit shorter distance with a 400-mile race. But, yeah, man, I really enjoyed the race. I kicked back and I watched it, and I had a good time, honestly. Oh, that, that's awesome, man. You know, I, I, you know once again, Kenny, uh, you know, driving back, you know, I, I, I have the – I get really lucky, I feel, because, you know, I always get to listen to the race, you know, on the radio through Sirius XM. And and I think it's one of the things that I actually really thoroughly enjoy uh, because then I can I can honestly go back and then watch the highlights and and see how it really unfolded, you know, you know, from, you know, from a different point of view. 
And but I thoroughly enjoy listening to it. It's such a it's such a different vibe, man. And I can't I can't speak enough on on how the guys are, you know that 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 work the radio, you know, really really bring that that race to life in in such a different manner. <clears throat> yeah, man, some of the best in the business for sure. Unfortunately, we were out with my guy Mike Bagley this weekend. He wasn't feeling too hot on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, so he was not on air on Sunday. But definitely, obviously, well wished to him as he tends to get better. That is one of my favorite commentators growing up. Um, obviously, also like a mentor to me as well, which has been pretty dope over the years. But yeah, you know, MRN always brings the energy, and obviously, being a throwback race, it intensifies that even, especially when the time when that was one of the few ways you could actually watch a race live versus when it was tape delayed on tv so you know it's cool to like you have said before it's cool to hit it from that perspective and listen to the race that way and honestly i enjoy it a lot of times where i have both of them on i may turn on the tv and i'll have the radio broadcast going at the same time so i can hear everything and it may not necessarily always follow exactly what tv is following but the gist of it is that they tend to cover a few more battles than just what you see in the top half of the field which is kind of cool so yeah, man, it was a, it was a hell of a race. It's a it's an old racetrack, and it provided some old school racing. And I gotta say, as we get ready to dive into this top ten, man, what a what a shocking little top ten we had. Kind of once you really think <laughs> about it, exactly um, my point. That's that's the best way I can put it. But obviously, guys, Joey Logano won the Goodyear four hundred. And yes, he moved Mr. William Byron out the way. I mean, he definitely moved him to another area code at that point. But Joey Logano came home in first. Second was Tyler Reddick. Third, Justin Haley, who claimed that his car was basically a 20th place car, but he ran it really well and came home in third. He was up front all day long. Kevin Harvick came home fourth. Chase Elliott, who also had his dad in the booth in the last stage, came home in fifth. Sixth was Christopher Bell. Seventh was Michael McDowell. Eighth, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. That's two weeks in a row for him to have a top 10 finish. So that's pretty good for the JTG entry. Uh, ninth was Austin Dillon. And 10th was Daniel Suarez. So that was your top 10. And might might I add, that that top 10 was interesting um, throughout the entire race. We had a, quite a bit... We had quite a bit of attrition throughout the entire race weekend. We had quite a few cars not finished the race. Yeah. Um, only 23 cars finished it out of 36. So, you know, just a little close to half of the field did not make it. But obviously there were quite a few things that happened in between that to cause that. Like what we got, unfortunately, was a big one. And it cost quite a few drivers oh, the it, end of their days. Yeah, but it, it took out some, some really good drivers, that big one. Yeah. Yeah. Man, took out some heavy hitters. I mean, Kurt Busch, Bubba Wallace, both 23XI cars. Obviously, they were running really well, but they got caught up in that wreck. Cole Custer, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Blaney, and Chase Elliott were all involved, even though Chase Elliott obviously still managed to come home in fifth. But, you know, still, it was not very common to see that type of wreck at Darlington. That's what you kind of expect at a place like Talladega or Daytona, but... We didn't get exactly that, so yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you know, know they, they, I I saw where like Mark, it, I guess it was Martin Truex's car who actually uh, got loose there. I I don't I don't recall what you know, how that happened, other than maybe just under his own car failing. But man, that that it didn't look like it was gonna be much. But it, I mean, everybody else that was around him just didn't have anywhere to go, man. And uh, that's yeah. what sucked. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it look it happened quick and in a hurry. I forget who got into uh, Truex, but also you know trying to push that thing you know three four wide at Darlington is not really the most ideal thing in the world, and it doesn't last very long because the corners are just not that wide. So yeah, when you have those type of things happen on a restart where everyone is really bunched up, it's kind of tough to pull those moves off without anything happening like that. But you know there was a ton of frustration from from Bubba like he was like man you know we have a really good car and effectively that car was running top 10 a lot of the day but you know the results just don't show for it as you said like you can see the frustration on him in his interview and that's you know real unfortunate well I'll be um, honest with you you can see the frustration as soon as he got out of the damn car he I mean he yeah no he walked straight away <laughs> <laughs> I would have did the same thing I would have been like you know what I'm gone like yeah. I just can't win, can't win yeah. for nothing, man. Right now, it's he, just it sucks, hit, you know. He hit that wall pretty hard too. Goddamn. You know what's crazy? That's another thing about the next gen cars, which I think kind of is masked by the way they're built. And when they take hits, some of those hits don't look as bad. But when you really take a look at some of those onboard cameras and you actually hear the impact and the sound, and on top of that, like Clint Boyer was mentioning. When the wall moves like that, you know that it ate up a lot of energy from that type of hit. But also the benefit of nowadays is obviously safer barrier goes all the way around the track. And even on that bottom, even on that bottom wall where they hit at, it, there's safer barrier there. And it's, you know, that wall has been notorious for some tough hits like Steve Park is wrecked back there. Richard Petty infamously, his wreck was one of the, the reasons why we have window nets in cars because he, I think he's broke his shoulder in that same wreck where he flipped over at Darlington some years wow. ago. You can see his arm, like, hanging out of the car. Like, that's how bad that wreck was back then. But, you know, still, obviously, we have a lot more to do with uh, safety these days. But not to knock, it was a hard hit. There have been some very hard hits this season, I've noticed. A lot more cases of hearing drivers having the wind knocked out of them. And even just some of the looks that they have or, like, emotions from when they get out the car, like, it takes some hard hits in these cars, even though they may be able to take them sometimes, depending yeah. on what it is. But yeah, it it was it was a long day for some people. I mean, even Kyle Busch was uh, one of those people who had a rough day. Him and Keselowski got into it, and with that, Kyle Busch was not very happy, and he even brought his car halfway to pit lane, almost reminiscent <laughs> of last year. And then he just and, left um, it. went. Yeah, I mean, he almost hit a couple people last year by where they were standing at on that little side. But this year, he was like, you know what? I could drive it, but you know what? I'm just going to get out right here, and the tow truck's going to get it, and I'm going to go put my put my, my extra clothes on, and I'm going to get to the plane. I am heading right back to Charlotte. So, yeah, yeah it was a uh, track was damn sure yeah, too know, tough to tame. There is no why doubt. Why are we even surprised? <laughs> As You know, I mean, that's just what Kyle Busch does. <laughs> I mean, when he doesn't, I mean, when he doesn't hey. finish first. <laughs> yeah Kyle was Kyle man like you know I'm not surprised on that front he was he's what I effectively would expect for him to do but I think there are some other people who probably are just a little bit more pissed off than Kyle Bush ended up being yep. we can definitely talk about William Byron because he definitely was in the driver's seat at that point in that old Jeff Gordon throwback and it seemed like it was going to be his race up until the whole incident with him and Joey, and at least from Joey's perspective, it was stemming from a few laps before where yep. it seemed like he ran him into the wall, at least as what his thought was. And so, as Joey said in his interview, you know, it was payback, but, you know, William Byron said, hey, 
he said a lot more words than I than I'm gonna repeat on here, but I'm sure by this point everyone has seen it. But yeah, he wasn't happy. <laughs> what do you think about the regular? Yeah, you know, uh, so I I had been listening to a lot of the I've been listening to a lot of the the radio talk the last the last 24 hours since this whole um, thing had, had had unfolded, and there's so many different points of views. You know what I mean? And even and even like you know the and I'm using quotations here. That, you know, our our experts that we have, like former drivers, or you know, just other people who are are in the business. You know, and they, they, they have so many different takes, you know what I mean? You know, J- Joey was wrong, Joey wasn't wrong, you know, William Byron, you know, started it or he didn't start it, you know, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's, I think, first of all, I, I think it was just like, from, from my point of view, and I, and I'm, I, and I've, I want to say that I, I'm not team Joey by any means, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think, I think he raced him just just as hard as William Byron was racing, you know, him and everybody else. You know what I mean? Now, granted, did 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 he kind of close him into the wall earlier? Sure, he did. You know what I mean? Did 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 Joey feel like you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna get him back. Obviously, he did. I don't personally think it was wrong to, the way the way he bumped and runned him. And I I just I mean I know it. I think it's because of because of who did it. I think it's because Joey did it and it wasn't, you know, somebody else. You know, if if we if we turn the tide here, Kenny, mm-hmm. let's say it was William Byron that did it to Joey, <clears throat> well then, you know, I think would we would we, we would be saying, well, you know what, that's just, you know, William Byron just, you know, trying to race hard and 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 look, you know what I mean? And it, and and it just and it just it just happened. It, you know, it it probably wasn't on purpose, but because it's mm-hmm. Joey and he admits that it was he did it purposely. <laughs> See, that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> and no, I mean it doesn't. I mean he made it clear. He was like, "Hey, look, he ran ran me into the wall last time. Listen, you know, I'm gonna do anything to win at this point." I mean, you know, there's obviously like a a ton of different theories and different thoughts on that, including obviously the playoff format where winning you get in is still such a big thing. Obviously, William is locked in as it is with his wins at Atlanta and and, and at Martinsville, right? So it's like, okay, well, all right, Joey's like, well, I'm not in the playoffs just yet. My other teammate has won a race already, not to name such a big race, but, you know, the dates on a 500. But, you know, like, that's that. Ryan Now Ryan Blaney is the only one who is now looking for a win at this point. But I guess Joey said, you know what? I'm going to beat Joey today. I'm going to show myself that I'm Joey. The crowd had their thoughts on what they felt and from what I heard it was like very 50-50 because some people either like Joey or they don't it's not as bad as Kyle Busch now if Kyle Busch had done that I'm sure that entire crowd would have been booze there would have been a very small select amount of cheers well you're right about that because they were well they were already booze for Joey they were already booze but if it had been Kyle Busch they would have been uh, twice as many they would have been the double they'd have doubled up the booze yeah you definitely right yeah the whole whole damn state of South Carolina would have heard those booze at that point uh, because it would have just been that loud but also at the same time when you look at a lot of these situations just like you said Renee if William Byron was the one to do that, well, people feel bad. Probably not because a lot of people don't like Joey, right? Absolutely. Now, you can add X driver here and there, and it definitely would be the same principle. There would be some people who are very for it, and there would be some people who are very against it. Um, 
you know, if Kyle Larson moved Joey Logano out of the way, right, I think there would be a, an outpour of like, okay, it is what it is. Now Chase Elliott, same thing. If he would have raked, excuse me, he would have wrecked Joey Logano in that form, or at least the bump and run, or however you want to call it in this situation, there would have been a different cadence, I feel like. So I think it's very varying. It's almost like Jeff Gluck's poll when it comes to whether good race or bad race. A lot of times when they are actually not the greatest race in the world, it can be very swayed just based on the winner. If Chase Elliott wins at such and such place, but it was, you know, he stunk up the show and he led every lap. Sure, people will be fine with it for the most part. But even though in this case, this was one that could have definitely been skewed by that. I still think overall, this race as a whole was really, really good. It's It was a great showing of the next-gen car at a track like this where degradation is really... They didn't give out extra tires, which I'm happy about. You know, force these teams to work these different strategies. You know, obviously, stages have made things a little bit different. But also, there's a lot of green flag runs at Darlington, typically. And that's what we got. So, you know, it was... a honestly a solid show and i can't mm-hmm. be i can't complain about it honestly i really couldn't complain about it if i wanted to if i do i mean so be it but like <laughs> i just don't really have any well you know i mean and it, 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 we could talk about this like you know for hours and days oh you sure know, no mean, doubt this 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 ain't going to be the last time, you know, for either one of these oh, no. drivers, for sure. You know, this ain't going to be the last time for any of these drivers. We're, th- there's going to be another circumstance uh, that's going to come up and it's going to happen. But, but you know, I, that that's the this is the only thing that I could I could narrow it down to is that you know I think it's because of the because it was Joey. That's what makes it look worse. That's what makes it look bad, not worse, but that's what makes it look bad. <laughs> and, and the fact that he admitted it and he was just like, hey man, you know what? He got me in the wall and you know what? He you know. Uh, you, and William Byron just, you know, uh, allowed him to catch up, and 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 it, this all could have been avoided if William <laughs> just would have won the race and not let Joey catch up. But um, yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, fair and square, right there. You know what I mean? That's that's the way I look at it. Hey, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that you know translate next week for Kansas. Yeah, I think the only other thing I would definitely say we have no choice but to talk about, and this is a very extremely hot topic of course because this seems to happen every time there is this moment of we have two major racing series on the planet and we have two running at the same exact time on Sunday for their marquee events so obviously F1 and NASCAR they all have their ongoing weekends from Friday to from Friday to Sunday right and so I saw plenty of debate on social media about well Oh man, you know, this F1 stuff isn't really that cool. You know, you we can we can do this here in IndyCar or we can do this here in NASCAR. Oh, I don't really even know about the winner or this, that, and the third, you know, things of that nature, which I, I, I feel like someone out there, if they could and, and if they even had cared remotely enough to do this, but if you had a counter for the amount of times that I said that racing is niche or motorsports is niche or however I've ever, you know, said that turn said that way of you know said that way of that phrase or said that phrase that way yeah you guys would probably have like one of those counters like they do on on cartoons or, or whatever show like when someone says something constantly over and over and over again but it's just the truth and none of the discourse is ever going to really solve anything and i saw this from indycar drivers that were kind of like downplaying it as what miami was and there were also people from the nascar side as well that was just downplaying playing what was happening in F1 and the same thing was happening with F1 fans downplaying every other thing 
else. And at the end of the day, just like baseball, and again, I probably have said the same phrase, but we are all still in the category of niche. So I low-key hate when we are all, like motorsports as a whole, I keep saying we, but motorsports as a whole has these moments of conflict like this when it's not really productive. Like it's counterproductive all day, every day to have, for example, IndyCar and NASCAR were start have had times where they've started at the very same time, but you also have a set of fans who were like 50-50 or whatever split, you know, whatever percentage split yeah. that watch more than one form of motorsport, which is fine. I think that's healthier to do as a motorsport fan if you want to get a real concept of, oh man, oh. I might love F1, but oh man, you know, I can't ever see anything past F1. F1 is the pinnacle, but when you open your eyes and you really start to see like, okay, We've got F1, we've got supercars in Australia, we've got sports car racing in Europe as well with WEC here in the States with M's. IndyCar is obviously one of the more, obviously the dominant open wheel league. You've got the world of outlaws on dirt. There's a lot of racing out there, but it doesn't really do us any good to continue to like bash here and bash there. It doesn't solve anything. It just looks Mm -hmm. silly at the end of the day because even with Formula One, Obviously, it's at the pinnacle when it comes to popularity. There's just no doubt that it is more popular than NASCAR, IndyCar, and any other series that you can name. That is just true because it's just on a global scale. So this is different compared to just a sole domestic uh, scale of fans. But when it comes to everything else, guess what? Racing product and everything else in between is varying between each and every series. So it's like, man, it doesn't help. I get F1 is in the, you know all money and it is what it is and that's fine it's a bit they're all businesses at the end of the day i get that part but also none of the bashing and none of the other stuff is helping anybody but renee what do you think about it and for all these optics and everything happening you know i i mean i think it is to to narrow it down to what you just said i mean i think it is healthy like you know to have you know you know two different you know racing sports going on just to that i don't know i mean for for a, a regular you know just a, a a simple simple racing fan i i you know i i can't speak for a simple racing fan but for a hardcore racing fan you know kind of like yourself and you know myself and he, and and let's just say even if tam was on this podcast you know cuz she you know she loves f1 you know you know I, I i love it i think it's fantastic and you know but you know, it's it's that's why that's why the remote was invented. You know, you can go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> or do they have still? Do they still have PIP? I don't. I don't know. You know, the picture. I don't picture, even know, honestly. Yeah, man. But uh, you know that that that's why that was invented, and so that way you can go back and forth. And you know, I mean, to be honest with you, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's no different than when you know if you're a, if you're a hardcore football fan or baseball fan you got the red zone package and you can watch all the different games and you know the same thing with baseball and i mean you know i, I personally i i like it i love it and you know what and I, I i hope it i hope it continues to be like this you know for for some time to come yeah no for sure i mean and i and the thing is i like all of them i don't i don't really have like you know vitros towards like any of the sport any of the motorsports disciplines because guess what i mean i have been aware of this for a long time like yes formula one is cool it's cool looking miami was a cool thing i mean there were a lot of people at miami obviously from the williams sisters from tennis michael jordan tom brady that's just scraping the surface on names but you know a lot of folks that were there and it was just a cool optic obviously and that's what it was and 
you know, having Formula One hit the U.S. market like this is something you haven't seen in quite some time. Obviously, Coda has been a place where Formula One has dwelled in Indianapolis a long, long time ago, and that was a really big deal. And also next year, Las Vegas will be around. I think it's going to be around Thanksgiving. So as I've been saying, well, you got to either choose Pirelli tires or you're choosing Turkey on Thanksgiving. Got to pick which one you want. But, you know, it's cool. I mean, you know, the the boom on motorsports right now, and I think like every series that I watch has a ton of great drivers, a ton of great cool cars obviously like the next gen car and everything else in between but yeah man it's it's a it's quite a time in motorsports yes, i just don't is. think like the i just don't think the division is worthwhile like it is absolutely ludicrous in my opinion and y'all see exactly how i'm talking about it i can say it in a nastier way but i'm gonna be real chill today <laughs> only because it is 11 30 eastern while we're recording this and that is the very last topic we really have for this episode a little bit of a shorter episode but i will yep. also say um with that, Renee, we are going to Kansas, so that means it's time for something we got to do before we close it out. I, that's right, and it's time for some predictions. And you know what? I'm going to go first. It's time for race predictions. Kenny, I'm going to tell you who I got. All right, here we go. <laughs> if Joy Logano didn't win this <laughs> this past weekend, I probably was going to pick Joy Logano to win this weekend. But I'm not. I'm going to be honest with you. Look for William Byron to come back and win this race coming up this weekend in Kansas. I think William Byron is uh, going to he, he's gonna have uh, a fire lit under his butt. And let me tell you, I think he's going to uh, come out and I think he's going to show out. My pick to win is going to be William Byron. And that is my main pick. And for my alternative pick, believe it or not... I'm going to go with one of the more seasonal drivers. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick as my alternative pick. So William Byron is my main pick. And look for the number four to be my alternative pick in case William Byron doesn't show up. All right. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. Kenny, what say you? Well, all right. We're going to Kansas. We're going back to the heartland. So it has been quite some time. And Kyle Larson won last year in October. But I'm not actually going with Kyle Larson to repeat again. I am actually going to go with Denny Hamlin, who has won there quite a few times in recent years for some reason. I have no idea why Denny Hamlin and Kansas somehow go together. But he's going to be my main pick going into Kansas. And then my alternative pick, I am actually going to go with Alex Bowman to get it done in Kansas. That's going to be my my uh different pick this time around so with that being said those are my picks i'm sticking to them wow uh, renee well you know what to do what say you fans of alternates no breaks who do you think is going to win this weekend coming up in kansas do you have an alternative pick let us know hit us up on our social media at turns no breaks our social media across the board is at turns no breaks and let us know who you think is going to uh, show up and show out this weekend in kansas we also want to thank each and every one of you uh, for tuning in to all turns no breaks and uh, supporting our podcast not just this year but over the years that we've been doing this podcast and we certainly appreciate uh, your support each and every week. If you know anybody who loves NASCAR just as much as me and Kenny do, just as much as you do, please turn them on to our podcast. I, I guarantee that they'll like it, and I guarantee that they will become loyal fans to us because we always uh, say this, and Tam started saying this, that this podcast is for fans, by fans, and she couldn't have been any more correct than that by saying that. So for that uh, being said, and for Kenny and myself, we certainly appreciate you tuning in each and every week. We will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. 
Well, y'all, I say stay hydrated. I'm also going to stay off this angle, but still, stay hydrated. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. 